It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, an evening devotional. I am just so excited to be here with Charlie Eastman. He's a pastor at Southboro, Pilgrim Southboro Congregational Church. I know I got the order of that wrong. And I'm over the moon to be with Jonathan Malone, who is the pastor of First Baptist Church in East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Um, and uh, yeah, Pilgrim Congregational Church, Southboro. Okay. There's a lot of Pilgrim Congregational Churches. Right. Just in Massachusetts, though. I know that some were trying yeah. to, you were trying to do Pilgrim Congregational Church plants in uh, Maine and Connecticut, and they actually passed state laws. Mm, banning how about it. that? Yeah, that was in, that? in the 1850s. I, I saw the logbooks. Wow. Where yeah. were the logbooks? Uh, they were in the Charter Oak Tree. Oh, well, how about that? <laughs> That's a smart place to keep them. Yeah, that's a shout does. out for all the all all you nutmeg state folks. That's right. Thank you. It actually came up in conversation the other day. I was in a meeting and someone brought up the legacy of pilgrims mm-hmm. and the shadow side of that, and mm-hmm. how uh, it's interesting that churches hold on to the name pilgrim in spite of it. And uh, I don't mm. I don't have a good answer for that other than that number one we're not changing the name of the church at least right. not for the foreseeable future and number two. I think you own that stuff. You have to own that stuff. You have to honor it and find ways to address it and, you know. Yeah, because if you try to disown that part of you, you might as well just disown all of Christianity. There's a huge shadow shadow side to Christianity. (laughs) Of course, yeah, we spoke about that, the difference between pilgrims who came to the United States and were part of genocide and other things and war, and and then pilgrims who are on a spiritual quest. So there's certainly... The word is multivalent, means a lot of things to a lot of people, but it's, I guess the example I would use is, you know, if your name is Smith and someone named Smith was a mass murderer, you, you're you still Smith. Yeah. It doesn't change the possibilities for you because they were challenging. But anyway, How you fruitful doing, ground for more yeah. discussion. I'm fantastic. Tell me what's going on in East Greenwich this week. So East Greenwich, um, we are in our summer mode. We had, you know, last week... Uh, Nancy Forston preached, and I was actually, this was nice, I was, I had the day off, so I was driving to New Hampshire, and we stream it on Facebook, so I took my phone, I opened up the Facebook app, and I listened mm-hmm. to the service while I was driving to New Hampshire. How about it re- that? It was really lovely to be able to still be connected. I didn't look at it. I, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this is... I believe it. Yeah, I did not look at it. Um, it was nice to be able to be a part of the service, even as I was away um, and this but, was a re- this was the streaming of the actual service as yeah. it happened in the church. Yeah, we do it live. Nice. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. the technology when it works mm-hmm. is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. It so opens, I knew. Yeah. It opens great worlds, and I like that sense that you say of being with the congregation is is wonderful. We have been doing a recorded version mm-hmm. of the service in advance of Sunday that is right. then brought broadcast out, and then we've also been live streaming. Live nice. streaming for us has been uh, sometimes challenging. Okay. Technologically, but um, I I agree. It provides something that's that's a little extra. Yeah, the immediacy is there. The immediacy. And, yeah, and it's fun when you watch the pastor trip fall, and you know, and, and like, no, well, she didn't fall, did no, she? No, no. When oh, I do good. it, when I do, oh, when no, you do it, okay. No, Nancy is as graceful as they come. She's okay. fantastic. She does a, a brilliant service. So it was really nice. And this week we're back to, you know, getting into our routines and um, continuing to have service on Facebook and people can come to worship if they'd like uh, and, you know, just wear your masks and all that fun stuff. So that's what's not a lot going on this week. We're kind of keeping it relaxed and chill as we're into our August days. 
How did okay. your you had an outdoor service last week, right? <laughs> okay. Yes, we did have an outdoor service Sunday. Um, there, there are many things to say about it. Uh, <laughs> s- suffice to say, we now know we can hold outdoor worship in a torrential downpour. Mm. So, so let me say oh, a couple no. different things because there's a couple different ways to look at this experience. Um, one, one is that everyone was really earnest and happy to be there who was there. Great. And then others made decisions not to be there, which mm-hmm. was also a, a good choice. They were yeah. both good choices. Oh, good. But uh, the collective excitement of being there definitely brought us past the moment okay, when good. we had an opportunity to say, the service is now over. Mm. And so I finished the service looking like a drowned rat. <laughs> uh, the the equipment that was used to do the services is intact, as far as I know. Good. Um, but but we're going to have a clearer plan in the future for exactly when we say, okay, worship is done. Uh, um, so yeah. so that's kind of what happened. So I guess I would say, an, an overwhelming, resounding success in in the spirit of those who were there, but also a need to care for our human resources better and 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 be aware that. Sometimes our excitement can outstrip our, our uh, right. good judgment, let's say. Yeah. Well, it sounds like so, overall it was a good, good, right. so a holy would experience. I, would I do the service again knowing what I know now? Actually, I, I would have delayed it another week. Mm. Uh, on, on the other hand, was it a, was it a wonderful experience? I mean, there, the, I, I don't know. There's, it, was, it was a slice, Jonathan. It was okay. a slice. <laughs> uh, like a... Was it, would you, was it like a parfait where you have layers of, of... That's right. And some of the layers you like, and other the layers you think mistakes were made. Hey, I, would not eat, you, I would not eat that again. Would you prefer to keep your granola separate from the parfait until the last minute, or do you like to have it kind of soak into the yogurt? Okay, I'm, I'm not someone who minds mushy food, like yeah. I can eat cream corn and not gag, that kind of thing. On the other hand, I, I, do, I, I really value the granolic property of granola. That, that is its mm. crunch. So no, I I'd, guess I would hold off. You soak I, it. In. I like to soak it in the yogurt. I'm yeah, fine. I mean it yeah. works both ways. I like yeah. I like granola both ways. At the point it soaks in, you've got more of an oatmeal kind of experience. Right. And I love right? oatmeal. That maybe I that's like oatmeal why. too. There I like is. oatmeal too. In fact, there it is. I'm having oatmeal for breakfast. Hey, me too. It's that's it's not wrong to want to eat oatmeal. No, it's good for you. It's it's good for you. There's nothing evil about eating oatmeal. Hell, There's no prohibitions about eating oatmeal. I shouldn't feel bad about it right? just because I want it. It's, it's not, not... It's not a sin, might you, one might say. It's not a sin. Mm. Healthy hearts, healthy habits. There. And, it, and we got into our topic. There we go. Charlie, can I, um, can I start with a poem? Mm. Hey, we've never started with a poem before. I know. I know. I'm feeling... Um, you come up with the best ideas. <laughs> Let's do it. Sorry, that's, uh, we know that's not true. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is a poem by um, Wendell Berry. Mm. Uh, yeah, Charlie, do you know of Wendell Berry? I do know Wendell Berry. Yeah, I, I mean, mean you, not, we're, we're not him. on first name terms. Oh, 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 okay. No, he's, folks, if you don't know, um, Wendell Berry, he's a, a farmer, a poet, a theologian, mystic. Uh, I believe he's still alive. That's I, probably true. Yeah, and... Um, we may or may not verify that before no. this goes out. Yeah, but uh, he his stuff is especially on the use of on the environment um, and the earth. 
um, sustainable farming. It's just fantastic. But uh, for a so, long time, I I thought <clears throat> I know this isn't true now, but for a long time, I thought Wendell Berry was a Supreme Court justice. Oh, yeah. Why that, would I think that? Was there a, that, someone? Was there a uh, justice with a name like Wendell Berry, or does is it, it just Oliver sound Oliver Wendell Holmes? Maybe. Maybe Wendell is just such an yeah. interesting name to me. Well, people write in and let us know. He was born in 1934, so he's 85 oh. years old, and he's and still, still doing cranking. Great. great. Still, well. I don't know if he's still writing okay. currently. But he's probably still farming. Probably, knowing Wendell. So here's a poem he wrote called Original Sin. Mm. I'm going to try to read it best I can. Reading poetry is always a, a mixed bag. But here we go. Original Sin by Wendell Berry. Well, anyway... It preserves us from the pride of thinking we invented sin ourselves by our originality, that famous modern power. In fact, we have it from the beginning of the world by the errors of being born, being young, being old, causing pain to ourselves, to others, to the world, to God by ignorance, by knowledge, by intention, by accident. Something is bad the matter here, informing us of itself, handing down its old instruction. We know it when we see it, don't we? Innocence would never recognize it. We need it, too, for without it we would not know forgiveness, goodness, gratitude, that fund of grace by which we live. And that's Original Sin by Wendell Berry. Wow. i got to get another Wendell Berry book. I got to get a Wendell Berry book. He's, yeah, he's something else. That's a great poem. Thank you. And well read, Jonathan. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Well, you started with a poem. I want to start with a story. Oh, go ahead. I remember well the day that my father was called to attend a baptism. Well, I don't remember the day, but I remember his tale of what it was like. It was an Episcopal baptism, so it was done to an infant. This Mm -hmm. was not a believer's baptism. But the, uh, he attended the baptism, and some of the words that the Episcopal priest spoke really chafed my father. Hmm. And he, my father is, you know, grew up uh, being instructed in the Congregational Church in, uh, in Pomfret, Connecticut, and then he eventually wound up joining Union Baptist Church in Mystic, Connecticut, where he's yeah. held membership for just, just decades. A fine, fine church. It is. The Church on the Hill in Mystic, if you ever visit. You can go up on the steps and have your picture taken, like I was at my wedding. Um, So he he heard words that that bothered him, and the language was, do you renounce the powers of sin? This baptism removes the stain of original sin from Mm. this child. And my father thought, "Why, why do we need that? I look at this little baby in my dear friend's arms. I look down at his face, and I know that he has not done anything wrong. Why is he saddled Hmm. with this awful mess? And these are not my father's words verbatim. This is just the sense I got from him. Why is this kid saddled with this awful mess just Mm. by virtue of being born? And the idea was, to me, it sounded like my father envisioned a sword of Damocles hanging over this poor kid's head, this imminent disaster that was its life, just by virtue of having been born human into the world and being born human in a Christian context, because Mm. who else inflicts that on on their children? So I can't speak to that. I don't know if other religions have something that um, mm-hmm. correlates with original sin. So 
Um, so if my father came to you for counseling and asked yeah. you, what the heck would this original sin thing at the baptism, what, do you, what would you tell him? Oh, boy. That's, I would say, well, they did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <No>. my. <laughs> I would, I Not would. to have an opinion on someone else's faith experience, but <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why I'm Baptist. <laughs> Oh, there are many reasons why you are Baptist. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, it's, I, I think there has been for a long time and continues to be in many aspects of Christianity this idea that we are born marked, already condemned. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in uh, poor Jonathan Edwards. I feel for Jonathan Edwards. Mm. First of all, he's one of my favorite theologians. Okay. And, um, and he has been saddled with that one sermon, the guy has preached thousands of sermons, has written, you know... There's a joke that correlates with this that we're not going to tell. No, no, of course not. But, you know, he's written so much, so many works, so many brilliant works, and everyone says, oh, Jonathan Edwards, sinners in the hands of an angry God. Yeah. Like, come on. But that sermon, that's not Jonathan Edwards. I mean, it's part of him, but it's not the totality of him. So stop it, people. Stop it. We'll no. back off of that. My, yeah. my father is, is now very much helped yeah. by your... Oh, oh sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot your father was still in the room. <laughs> Please, Mr. He's, Eastman, he's sit puzzled. back down. He's scratching Give me a moment. <laughs> I'm getting there. Just let me... <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but it's this idea that we're born already like... So the sermon has like, you're dangling over the flames of hell on a spider's web. This idea that we're born condemned. Mm-hmm. And... And, and it is this idea of, of sin that um, has this depravity of humanity um, mm-hmm. tied to it. Uh, and, and that's it where that... It was very much that, of its time, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, July 18th, 1741, I, I think God seemed mighty angry. Well, sure. I mean, you had plagues going on all the time. You had, mm-hmm. if they were, I mean, the mosquitoes alone in that part mm-hmm. of Massachusetts at that time, they haven't drained anything. Right. Now, that's got to be awful. Um, mm-hmm. You know, weather is just short. Yeah. Life is brutish, short, and hard. That's a quote from someone else, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, you know, but that, that thought still continues for many people. It does. And I guess part of what the priest might have said um, if we're going to stick with Jonathan Edwards yeah. in, in Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, he starts with a Deuteronomy passage, Deuteronomy thirty two thirty five. their foot shall slide in due time. Mm. And there's that, uh, that understanding in classical Christian theology, uh, I don't know if this falls in a classical era necessarily in 1741, but a- anyway, yeah. um, he, there's that sense of imminence and yeah. the, the fulfillment of of things and the imminent nature of the way things are going to happen, this, this sense that it's right around the corner, just as the, the return of Jesus is right around the corner, your next failure is right mm. around the corner, because look around you, right? look around you at the world. How can we say original sin is not in a world where day by day, yesterday, a white man uh, shot at police with an AK-47 because he didn't want to wear a mask in a convenience store. Right. So there, original sin is loud and proud. And so the idea of that baptism is to say, let's make sure this child, so innocent and pure, Mm -hmm. will still be um, seen in in, in a good light 
by right. God. Right. We're doing we're doing the good work here. We're saving yeah. kids. We're not condemning them. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. I and, and yeah. Part of that danger or that challenge is that it, there is such a heavy emphasis on the depravity of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it can lead to a place that that may not be helpful for us. I um, very much agree. Yeah, to say, well, that's just who we are, and if they're not Christian, well, that's just their being, they're living into their fullness of their unchristian lives. And, and it's also really helpful for, uh, it's also really helpful for lifting up uh, the, for, for allowing us to, to pass judgment on others. Oh, yeah. Those that, those that are not uh, following our set of beliefs, our interpretations of, right. of laws and, and social mores, and say, that's sinful, that's sin. Yeah. That, that willful ignorance is sin, or that poor lifestyle choice is sin. It's, there's a convenient shorthand that humanity seems to crave. Yeah. So putting aside how much fun it is to judge others. <laughs> we'll do that another time. Yeah, yeah. What, so how, how would you describe sin? What is sin? Oh, you know, boy. You know, it depends on, your, it depends on where you're talking from. Mm-hmm. And I guess my, my understanding of sin is, is twofold, having been to seminary. Oh, Thanks, yeah. Andover Newton. A fine um, institution. F- formerly Andover Newton, yeah. now the Andover Newton School of Theology at Yale Divinity School. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I had a, an experience of understanding sin over time with kind mm-hmm. of an Old Testament sin understanding mm-hmm. and then a New Testament sin understanding. And I want to be very clear. I am absolutely not speaking about a Hebrew Bible conception of sin and a right. New Testament conception of sin. I am not speaking about an experience of Hebrew Jewish theology in any way, shape, or form. Right. Jewish theology has its own understandings of, of how we wrong God and what sin is and everything. So I am speaking purely from this Christian's understanding of Old Testament versus New Testament sin, because once you've put that lens of the words Old Testament on things, we've kind of adopted an experience yeah, and and we're interpreting it through adoption. So, okay, now let's set that to one side. Good. Thank My you. understanding of Old Testament sin is very much that there is a law that mm-hmm. is established, mm-hmm. and God has given us rules to follow within the law. And yeah. this makes perfect sense to me because I understand that the roots of my faith came from a desert people who lived in a dangerous and harsh environment where they needed to carve out an existence. And they craved shorthand, just as our humanity today craves a shorthand. And they needed just, you know, sometimes just tell me, can I eat the poison ivy or can I not eat the poison ivy? God says, do not eat the poison ivy. Okay, there. So and now when it's you do, sinful, and when you, get you do, itchy. you get itchy and you see a result. So now we know there's a rule: don't yep. eat the poison ivy, because God told us. I'm, I've obviously made that one up, but there oh, are many others. That's Respect not a rule. your father. No, it's not. So Set I can eat the poison ivy. <laughs> Let's don't. Okay. All right. All right. All right. This is Charlie's you. rule: don't eat the poison ivy. <laughs> you can make bumper stickers. That's that one's for free. You're okay. welcome. Good. The um. The, there are many rules that we were asked to follow. Um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. Put your God above every other God. Mm-hmm. You shall have no other gods before me. Um, sorry, I crossed into New Testament territory for a second. No, no, the um, love the Lord your God is in the Old Testament as well. There you go. Love, your, love and honor your mother and father. Do yeah. not murder. Uh, do not steal. Do not covet your neighbor's possessions, etc., etc. So Are there like these, 10 of these? There, there could be 10 interpreted a certain way. Interpreted another way, there could be 4,000 across the various books oh, of right, the right. Old Testament. 
So the way you got into sin in the mm-hmm. Old Testament rubric was by disobedience. Disobedience led to sin. You are not following the rule. You are in sin. And every Sunday right. in these United States, there is a preacher preaching how you are wrong because you didn't follow the rule. Mm. Stop following to... the rule. You're wrong. Yeah, you don't seem to really like that so much now, Charlie. I just don't think it honors the reality of the situation. Ah. So, yes, that is a shorthand. That's the easy way to talk about sin. Right. And I get it. Society needs rules. Government needs rules. We right. need rules to live together. We don't right. throw every, all that away. But in, in faith terms, in sin terms, I much prefer the way that Jesus came to describe sin in our New Testament understanding of sin. And, and Jesus adopted that, you know, what is, the, what is the prime commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second is, is you know, do unto your neighbor as you would have your neighbor do unto yourself. Oh, good. I wanted to see if you could actually remember both of them. It's, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So clearly there is a sense that we are meant to love God, and I'm going to use that, that feel, touchy-feely word, be in relationship with God. Yeah. Um, and, and our sinfulness are those things, those actions, those choices that take us out of that relationship. And Jesus famously, especially in his early ministry, decries adhering to the rules and losing the relationship. Mm. He, he tells us again and again that we are so stuck in trying to dot the I's and cross the T's that we are yeah. forgetting that there is a sick individual in front of us who, who may not even know that it's the Sabbath. He's just hurting. And he needs help. It, I mean, so there's two thoughts I have with that. But so, yeah, it's a, um, uh, a hyper-legalism yeah. that happens. Where, where, as long as we follow mm-hmm. the rules. And there's a joke where you have a bunch of doctors, you know, surrounding a patient. And they said, the operation was a success. The patient died, but the operation <laughs> was a success. <laughs> exactly. Like you did, they did everything right. They stitched everything right, put everything back together. Uh, churches need to hear that story. Frequently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we follow all the rules, it doesn't mean we're going to be living. No, I mean, that's fact, right. We probably will be. I like that. I don't think it's touchy-feely to talk about relationship. Good. I think God is relational. I mean, that's the what part of, uh, of the beauty of the revelation of the Trinity, mm-hmm. if I can be so bold as to describe the, the Trinity in that way, is its relational nature. Yeah. God in three parts is in perfect relationship, and if we are pulled towards the nature of God, we're pulled towards relationship. Agreed. Yeah, yeah with I God, think, with I mean, others. That's right. And yeah. that is precisely why this, sorry, I, no. I love to have an episode that doesn't talk about Corona, but that's precisely why this stupid moment we're in is so challenging, mm-hmm. because our relationships and how we nurture them has had to change completely. Yeah. And and we've had to, we, we've had to make real uh, there, there've been for, what for many. I know it doesn't seem like a sacrifice if you're if you're hungry today and can't eat, but there is a sacrifice to not being able to gather yeah. that has been really challenging for folks who do that regularly. I, it, I've been inviting Charlie to my house every <sighs> night, and every night he says I can't because of the virus. I can't, now he's been man. saying this for five years, so I don't know. If well, it, there were other viruses. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. There were other viruses. Oh, okay. That's you forget. Good. That's swine okay. flu. So bird it's not, flu. Yeah. There's so I, I, the point is, I'm not taking it personally. Good. <laughs> good. You're doing the good work. 
But you're right. I the it, it, it when people gather, they don't want to leave now. Yeah. And, and I that's don't know right. if that's part of what happened on on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. I totally believe it is. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we need each other. We need to be with we each other. As much as I go into the wilderness, I love seeing other people in the wilderness yeah. and chatting with them. Where have you been? How have you suffered? I've suffered too. Yeah. So, have you been doing any outdoor pastoral care? I've done any some. Any outdoor visits? When, I'm, when I call somebody for... Granted, nobody calls me because it's New England for the most yeah. part. I mean, a right. few people have. That's, that's not true. <laughs> and thank you to everyone who's called. But... For the most part, I'm the one that has to call and invite myself into someone's house, which is right. not a New England strength. No, no, they, that's weird. Um, I'm not good at that. But but when I do, universally, people say, yes, of course, come over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not just because I'm me, but because we're craving yeah. connection. So, craving so sin, I think, if I, may, if I may jump on your coattails... Lay it on as us. ...as we move towards more New Testament, if Jesus emphasizes that I, relationship... Kick my coattails and, aside and forge your own path. Take the coat off, Charlie. Relax. It's done. I good, feel so much better. Good. I'm surprised you're wearing coat with tails. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is an evening spirituality, so I guess that's, that's appropriate. Right. That's right. Um, <laughs> if I'd known it was going to be that kind of fun... <laughs> But keep the monocle on, please. I it will. just it keeps the image. Um, sin is a break in the relationship. Yeah, and, I, and that's not ours. I, I, other, I think much smarter and much more articulate theologians have described sin in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a break in the relationship. So those things that break relationship with each other, with God, with creation. Yeah. Um, that now you can now sin. you can reverse engineer all the previous rules about yeah. sin into that. Oh, yeah. Murder breaks the relationship. Right. Not honoring your mother and father breaks the relationship. Coveting what your neighbor has breaks the relationship. Sorry, just wanted to no, jump on I think, your Yeah, that's right. So, it's, so it's, we're not saying the, uh, like the quote-unquote Old Testament approach is wrong. No. It's, it's just the, the way in which it's approached with the hyper-legalism yeah. breaks relationship as well, because then it all becomes about judgment and and we break relationship with ourselves because we start to look at ourselves as such depraved people. Mm-hmm. I just keep getting these rules wrong. I just can't get them all right. Oh. And, and self self wrestling with sin is some of the worst yeah. sin sin interaction there is. And that that hurts God. I believe it hurts mm-hmm. God when we hurt ourselves when we don't see ourselves with the same eyes that God sees us as just beautifully created individuals. Yeah. And so that's a sin too. So you know, stop it. <laughs> I I appreciate that sense of of God's care for us and and what that could mean. There's a a story. I don't know who first informed me of this, but I remember hearing someone speak very harshly to someone else, hmm. and I remember hating the sound of it. And I I don't know if I read it or if someone told me about it. There's this this idea that if you think it sounds terrible the way they're speaking to that individual. Imagine them using that voice on themselves oh, all day yeah. long, because it's probably the same voice. Yeah. Someone who, who abuses others like that probably is suffering a, a yeah. chronic self-abuse yeah. at their own hand. And, and what a terribly sinful thing. How could, you, how could you have a relationship of any quality with anyone, let alone God, yeah. if, if that's your mode of being? And as a result... It becomes even more dangerous to try and point out the sin in others. And Jesus, of 
course, has a famous moment about that. Look to the log in your own eye instead of pointing out the splinter in someone else's. Um, and And on the other hand, I wonder if that doesn't bring us close the circle. On a on a prescient idea of original sin, right, where right. sooner or later we do find that there is a part of us that that wrestles, that fights that relationship yeah. with God. Well, that's where I like Wendell Berry's poem is so great by starting uh, with, "Well, anyhow, it preserves yeah. us from the pride of thinking we invented sin ourselves uh, by originality." It, it's hard. It's hard. Relationships are hard. Yeah. To, to be in good, you know. And so here's what I would tell your dad. Uh, hopefully he's still here. Yeah. Hopefully he hasn't like, this is dad, crazy. Dad, I'm out. Dad, wake up. Wake yeah, up. Right. We're still dad, talking. Nudge him. No. What I think baptism does, is, it's not so much washing away sin, but inviting grace. Mm. And um, because good. the grace is what helps pull us towards that relationship with God and with each other and ourselves. Um, grace is that wooing of the Holy Spirit. Grace is mm. that Christ calling us um, in, in again and again and walking mm. with us and loving us. That, so the baptism is the beginning of this, hopefully, a journey of grace towards God. There you go. That's, that's how I would describe it. Lovely. Yeah, yeah you know, we all, we all, we're all going to have sin sooner or later, but yeah. we all need grace. Every one of us is going to make a mistake in our professional and our personal lives. We're all going to go awry. Sometimes it is going to be an honest mistake. Sometimes it's going to be because we didn't honor relationships and we didn't yeah. put God first in our, in our dealings with others. And sooner or later, we are going to need that grace from others, from mm-hmm. God, from ourselves. And uh, man, I, I feel for those that can't get it. Yeah. If you're in a situation where, where you're not feeling grace, where grace feels impossible, mm. I, I promise you God is still seeking that grace yeah. for you, and you might be seeking it. You might, that might be time to examine relationships and think earnestly about yeah. what, what, how life-giving or, or stealing they are. And Yeah, yeah. That's, I guess that's maybe relationship is another topic, too. Oh, that's good. We're Charlie, opening I, cans of worms. Charlie, I think we got there. Did we get there? I think Have we, we did. said what we needed to see, say about sin for today? We certainly did not. There are, there's so much you can read, oh, folks. Yeah. You can, um, if you want to read Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, that is a free resource available it online. Is a, it is actually a beautiful sermon. It, it is a beautiful Edwards sermon. Really uh, digitalcommons.unl.edu, we'll, we'll provide a link to that, uh, is an easy one to read online. Um, yeah. but, but, you know, keep in mind the time it's written for and, and mm-hmm. what it's for. Uh, but there's great opportunity for uh, for your own little dialogue with Jonathan Edwards. But sin is a thing. Yeah. It's and a thing. And we're all going to do it. And it's a thing. It's a real thing. It In is. In fact, it's sitting right behind you right now. It, uh, how did that get there? Yeah. We, uh, we, don't, we don't celebrate uh, the idea of wrestling with sin in churches like ours, Jonathan, do we? No. No. Well, I'd probably, I'd, I'd probably frame it differently. But okay. I, you know, so I certainly don't celebrate, but I probably emphasize it, but I don't emphasize it in that similar way of we're all sinners and we need right. to... Right. That's what I mean. Add. When I say celebrate, right. I mean that, that weekly victory over sin that some churches give right. to their participants that's like, this is the reason we're here, to get, right. to get washed clean right. again, washed but, uh, in the yeah. blood. I will say this. <laughs> um, 
and 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 this is hit that because uh, the the prayer I'm going to read is by Wesley. He talks about washed with the blood, and we can talk about that another time. Mm-hmm. Um, there is something about, especially when when you wake up that next day and you think, "Boy, did I screw up yesterday?" To look to the cross and know that if Christ, to know that Christ died for you, and rose again, so that you can take today as a new day. Like the forgiveness of the cross is real and powerful and life-saving. Uh, and that is a victory. I just, I agree. I don't, I don't emphasize in the same way as washed in the blood and the victory of, but, yeah, um, yeah. but that forgiveness that we find that it's through Christ's actions on the cross and the resurrection mm-hmm. uh, is very real. All right. I, I appreciate that sense of it too, but it sounds like we've got a podcast about atonement in our future. Oh yeah. Jeez. I'll write that down. Or maybe a whole series. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's move to prayer. Let's pray. So I like I said I have a prayer by John Wesley. I didn't write down when he was when he lived. So um John Come Wesley on. is eternal. I know John Wesley. Yeah. John Wesley started the Methodist movement. That's right. And He's with the, it, whenever you see that whenever the uh the mascot for the Methodist church runs out on the field, it's always John Wesley. The idea. It's a fun visual image with the big head. head. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Here's John Wesley. Yeah, that's if you ever read about him, it's not him at all. Uh, He's a very interesting theologian. His body of work is for for anybody interested in the history of Christianity, uh, especially how it got interpreted here in the United States, check out John Wesley. Yeah, good, amazing man. He and Charles wrote a lot of hymns together, too. Indeed, they did. So I'll end with that. I'll close with that. And, okay. uh, so Open us up, will you? Yeah, let's pray. God, we're so sorry for what we did or what we didn't do or what we are about to do. We're, we're sorry, and we want to own that and name that. Help us to let go and to fall into your grace and your love. Um, to have that strength to reconnect with relationships we have broken or lost, um, to say that we're sorry to each other, and to allow the forgiveness that you give us to seep through us into each other so that the relationships can grow. Remind us that we all fall, and remind us even more that you still see us as beautifully and lovingly created. God, I, I want to be more grateful for your grace. I, I want to accept it completely and fully, Lord. My, my relationship with you has always felt secure to me. In spite of the challenges I've had in living a life of faith, I, I have always felt that, and, and I'm so aware of when I've done wrong, and I'm, I'm grateful for your grace, and I want to continue to tell others about it. So give us strength to share the witness of your grace with others. And from John Wesley. O merciful Father, do not consider what we have done against you, but what our blessed Savior has done for us. Don't consider what we have made of ourselves, but what he is making of us for you, our God. O that Christ may be wisdom and righteousness, sanctification and redemption to every one of our souls, that his precious blood may cleanse us from our sins, and that your Holy Spirit may renew and sanctify our souls. May he crucify our flesh with its passion and lust, and cleanse all our brothers and sisters in Christ across the earth. 
Oh, let not sin reign in our mortal bodies, that we should obey it in its lust. But, being made free from sin, let us be servants of righteousness. Let us commend our hearts to you, and let all our ways be pleasing in our sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Wesley. So Thanks, I found Wesley. It, he was born 1703 and died 1791. All right. Lived a good life. Wow. He did. Yeah, that, that belies the, the standard lifespan we think of at that time. Yeah. Or at least... Well, you, you know, those Methodists, mm. they know how to live. You know, there's a lot of Methodist churches in Florida. And there are a lot of people that live a long time in Florida. Long lives. Maybe there's a correlation. There might be. I, I don't mean, know. usually, I, well, I would say correlation always, always equals causation. Oh, and you obviously. Can take that the <laughs> Come on, I do the science. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Francis Bacon is rolling in his grave. That's right. And that was a shout out to all you Bacon fans out there. There you go. You're welcome. And who doesn't love bacon? Especially Francis Bacon. That's the right. The tastiest bacon of all. <laughs> well, on that note, it has been wonderful, Jonathan. Thank you. It, likewise, Charlie. Good Everyone, to see you. be well. You know, take care of each other. Indeed. Bye.